and welcome to Movies and Shit. Still titled that because, Max, we fear change. I, I, I don't like things changing. No, this was 100% on purpose this whole time. It was a big fake out. You never know what's coming next. You know, we want to keep people guessing. So that, that's where we're at with it. That's where you should be at with this podcast. Always on edge. Always uncertain of its future or its name or how to refer to it. This um, show has more shocks and twists and turns than the season of Game of Thrones has. You know what I mean? Well, somebody had to do something, Christian, you know? Well, here we are, uh, penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. The journey has been long. The night is, what is the night is uh, dark and full of terrors? Like, that's yeah, uh, yeah. kind of how I felt about all of this shit. Uh, what, what was this episode called? The Bells, right? Oh, yeah, the, the fucking Bells, yeah. Oof. Now, listen, there are parts of this episode I did like. I don't want to be full-on shitty about everything, you know what I mean? But Yeah, so, like, this is what I was going to say. Because, like, uh, apparently Ga- or George R. R. Martin told uh, Dan and Dave or whatever their names are, it's Dan and Dave, right? Um, the broad strokes outline for how this story was going to end. He told them their end or his ending, but not exactly how it was going to get there. Um, and I think that like all the beats that we see in this episode, George R. R. Martin is going to eventually do. I don't inherently have any problems with, and we'll get into it, but like Daenerys going completely crazy. I don't have problems so much with Jamie having a tragic ending or whatever. It's just they didn't lay any fucking groundwork for it. And we'll, we'll get into this, but yeah, continue through. I'm sorry. No, man, no. I mean, I, I, we're, the Jamie talk's going to be interesting because that's the one I feel really betrayed by. You know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. But what, all right, let's just let's, yeah. try, let's try to, like, contain ourselves here. All right, so this was a, another hour and 20-minute episode. Um, remember last week's episode? Fucking Masande gets her head cut off. Her kappa gets detated, Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny don't look happy about that. But she goes back. She goes back to the castle. She licks her wounds. Looks like yeah. she's on some straight heroin the whole time, right? Like that whole scene. Tyrion's yeah. in there. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like someone she's, went on a fucking bender. She is looking rough as hell. Yeah, it's not great. How does the but opening? You know, I was gonna say this. I actually really dug the opening scene of this with Varys talking to the little girl and about the risk reward thing. Uh, yeah, I I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I was also thinking like, isn't Varys smarter than this? Like in terms of subterfuge and like you know, if he's gonna betray Daenerys, wouldn't he be less obvious about it? It's almost like he's going into this like there's an axe that's inevitably gonna drop on him. Like he knows he's gonna die. So, like, what he's doing is all for nothing anyway. Like, he literally says, like, yeah, I know, I know I'm probably going to die for this. But I feel like Varys of old would be, like, pulling at least ten different strings to make sure that didn't happen. Yeah, but Varys, the spinoff that we want isn't going to happen. So we have to just tie up that loose end. He's too, like, you know, manipulatively powerful to be left in the world. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess they kind of did that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many things that happen in this first scene. That opening scene is whatever. That's fine. Uh, I like that a lot. Then John comes up on the beach, sees Varys, and Varys is like in plain view of other people, by the way. It's not even like this is some back, like under the crypts and shit like that. Just like there's like six homies just like 30 feet away, and he's just like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, like, every time uh, the, the Targaryen is born, they flip a coin and they hold the world holds their breast. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a whole weird right. fucking thing. Um, and I like this scene, but I also, it, it fucking pisses me off for like later reactions of John later in the episode, <laughs> because it's just like, what do you mean? Why are you shocked right now, man? Like you had people <laughs> telling you, and then the guy who told you got burned to death. Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, but, but the thing I want to talk about quickly is yeah. Tyrion observing that scene. He can't hear what's mm-hmm. going on, but he knows what the gist of it is because he's been made a co-conspirator. Right. By the way, the fact that he sat on this information, I don't know how, how much time has been between. I mean, there's been at least three or four days since the last episode because they say that within the episode. 
that uh well she's just been in her her she hasn't received any food in three days you know Tyrion's been sitting on this like traitorous uh benedict arnold information for a couple days don't you know right. what i'm saying like why well, I, I just feel like that's already a little treasonous like you didn't report this immediately you know i mean he got there eventually you know she was upset that would be like if there was like a workman's uh, injury in, in the factory and they're just like, no, let's not report that right now. Let's just wait three days and the, the wounds turn gang- like gangrenous. They're going to have to amputate. And like, no, 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 just yeah. three days, wait. I mean, but the whole reason Varys is doing all this is because Tyrion was the one who told him this information, right? Right. That's true. So that's, that's also a little rough. Tyrion's you know, just kind of been reduced to a fuckboy this whole season, man. I'm he's sorry. Just, yeah, no, he's just completely hapless in almost everything that he does. Like, everything he touches turns to shit, and then he goes, oh, I, I tried. I had good intentions. Yeah. It's yeah. like the past, like, three seasons, it's been nothing but good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good <laughs> intentions, Tyrion, all right? You're fucking up here. You're not doing your best. I mean, right. but so so that scene happens, and we kind of see him observe it. And I guess in that moment, he decides, like, all right, I got to go say something. Because I think, you know, to, to quote themselves two weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. like, well, that's just information now. It's out in the open. You know what I mean? Like, in terms right. of, like, the more people end up knowing about this, like, Tyrion needs to get ahead of it. So I understand him betraying Varys in that mindset. Um obviously Danny's fucking a lunatic like and I I don't want I don't I really don't want to blame Amelia Clark I think she's doing the best she can I really do yeah I just don't think like they they did enough to earn any of this no because like two episodes ago she was you know uh selflessly sacrificing her own forces to push back you know the White Walkers and save the innocence of Westeros and everything and yes she lost a lot in those you know two episodes but still to take her from there to oh she's like a mad queen now um right it's just such a fucking jarring leap like there's well, no groundwork laid we shouldn't even waste too much time on this i want to get to like the crux of what happens here very quickly yeah. but i think like let's very quickly uh Tyrion tells Varys knows he's going to be caught i will say this kind of a boss in as much as he's like i ain't gonna grovel i ain't gonna beg for my fucking life man i knew i knew the risks going into this mm-hmm. because i said it in the beginning of this episode i guess so like right but but you know like i i did like all of that and i actually really love the composition i love the shot of drogon coming out of the darkness just because yeah. it's all that negative space and i'm like yeah that's pretty fucking metal you know what it I mean? was pretty lit yeah <laughs> um but you know so he, he gets burned john looks and like and that's what pissed me off john this is the first time you're looking at her like oh shit <laughs> like you know right <laughs> you just had various fucking tell you about this shit uh now you've seen her burn someone and i'm sure there is uh, well he, he knows that she burned sam's parents as well so it's mm-hmm. not like this is there's no there's no uh you know precedent for this shit uh, so right. that rang a little false to me, and I did. I will say this: I thought it was a little touching. Tyrion and Varys he, like touches his his arm before he gets yeah. burned. I'm like, all right, well, because they are in that moment, you know. But all right, so a couple more developments, and then I just want to jump right into like the big fucking moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so uh, all this shit's happened. Varys has been burned, and uh, Danny like warns Tyrion, like, "Yo, uh, you fail me again, it's fucking over. All right, <laughs> like you won't fail me ever again." Um, right. and then, great job and then, security there <laughs> right like that's just like a co- like you don't watch sports man it's coach who are perpetually on the hot seat you know what I mean like mm-hmm. nothing they do is fucking good enough for these people and it's just amazing to me right uh, how do you keep coming into work every day knowing that not only will you be fired but you'll be literally set on fire, fire. if you yeah. make one mistake 
that's where the origins of the of the words came from like back in the day when you lost your job you were burnt at the stake man <laughs> no one will ever hire you again um well yeah. that was that was the employer's mercy like they didn't want you to fuck up for anyone else either you know what i mean it was a better world anyway uh <laughs> But but she also threatens Jamie. She's like, hey, we caught your brother trying to escape, blah, 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 blah. That yeah. was another weird, just like off-screen development that didn't really do anything for it. But I guess it gives us the moment where, you know, he goes and he goes into the tent and he sees Jamie and he's just like, yeah. you know, like, hey, let's do that thing that we did in season four, but in reverse. And also it's, get... Yeah, I, I was just going to say, it's interesting to me. It just occurred to me now that like they have a problem with Jamie getting through the lines, but not the hound or Arya, but I guess they're not like as traitorous as Jamie, but it's still, I don't know. Right. They're going off on their own. It's a really good point. Like what was the checkpoint there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That just really fucked with me for some reason. Um, all right. So, but, but the, the point is Tyrion hatches this plan now knowing that even the mere mention of treason is enough to get you uh, fired in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, and she even gives him the warning, like, don't fail me again. So he's definitely on the firing block. Let's just be real. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes and does something that like, even if I know it's altruistic, that's a treasonable offense. I don't that's, that's a treason. <laughs> that's a Artem, like seriously, I'm sitting there just being like, Tyrion, what are you doing, man? Like at this point, I'm like, right. get the fuck out, just leave, just go to Essos or Pentos or wherever you got to get to, man. Just get right. out of here. Didn't work for me. Yeah, I, I don't even like his character anymore. I'm fucking done. Right. Well, all right. This is only important because he basically sets Jamie free. Yes. He's Jamie. like, hey, sneak under the red keep and get your sister out of there. Have her ring the bells too. Do he has a lot of things on Jamie's checklist for him to do, a lot on the to-do list. But he's like, right. hey, get your sister out of there. You guys go fuck off together and continue like banging and having little blonde kids. Um And again, this is what kind of bothered me. This is the beginning of this where I'm just like, Oh no, I think last week he left. And he and he's doing like an old yeller. That's not old yeller. What movie is it where they throw the rocks at the? Well, night. Well, they did. Well, Arya did it in this fucking show. So let me just reference yeah. this. Like, get out of here. Get out. Get. Go. <laughs> I thought that's what he did with uh, with Brienne last week, and I thought he was going to go to King's Landing to try to end the war to save all the innocents. I mean, all the chips were still right. there to do it. Uh, this is the beginning of the utter betrayal of Jamie Lannister, in my opinion, because they have the scene, and you realize, nope, all that shit's true. He really mm -hmm. just wants to be with Cersei. I don't know why. They they haven't had a good, even by incestuous, uh, you know, like, like... Right. They don't even have, like, a conversation um, or anything, like, since he last left. It's just more like, oh, you're here, and you're wounded, and that was it. Right. I don't know. And also, just, like, for how things go down, like, he saved King's Landing once from a Mad King, and now all of that has been undone anyway. Like, this is way worse than anything the Mad King would have done. Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, given the opportunity, the Mad King probably would have done worse, but that's not the point, you know? The point is still just like, yeah, this new cataclysmic thing fucking happened. And But I'm just talking about his character arc for a second, which is just like, man, what a betrayal of, like, I would say six seasons, right? Because he was an asshole in season one, sort of an asshole most of season two, starts to have the change, end of season mm -hmm. two, uh, definitely season three. And it's just like, man, what a betrayal of, like, who this guy is and was to just make him run back to it. I mean, in fairness, the writers have never known what to do with him. They started mishandling him, like, in season four when he has, like, basically rapes Cersei right next to the still warm corpse of their son. Um, and then he, one. like, well, I'm you just know. saying. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not the point of contention here, but I'm just, I just want to be fair. 
Fair enough. Um, but no, like, and then uh, he continues kind of being a good guy, and then he goes to rescue Marcelo with the Sand Snakes, and that was like the worst thing the show had done to that point. Like, if if only we could go back to season five, the glory days of season five. Um, and then what has he really done since then, aside from betray Cersei to go help fight the White Walkers? Why did Bran say he needed to be there? Why did he wait for him outside? He acted like Jamie was going to be a pivotal um, element in that battle, right. either against the White Walkers or against Cersei or against Daener- but nothing. Like, he doesn't really do anything. He's just there. And then he leaves. So what was the point of any of that? Yeah, no. But what's the point of any of, like, the weird subplots? Like, Bronn going to be hired to kill somebody and then just comes Is in. Is he going to be the big bad at the end? Like, I mean, Daenerys, I- like, dies, like episode or scene one yeah page five she's gone Braun emerges oh shit (laughs) Braun's the big bad no I mean like that was that was just a weird like all of it doesn't make sense you're right like and they've just kind of mishandled him for a while now but at least they would still give you occasional character moments where you're like all right that's fine yeah at least he's still on this path towards his ultimate destiny which we have all agreed had to be him killing Cersei um that was like a super super fucking betrayal of that you want to go by uh, like in order of what happens or you want to go by character really quickly because now we're kind of getting into the shit i just want to make sure that we're organized um we could go by character if you want to because well, like, like just just very briefly like you've seen the episode if you're listening to this you know what happens daenerys fucking flies in and like basically torches king's landing um well after so the victory has been secured as well i think yeah after the after the victory has been secured and that would be the the major um uh point of uh comparison between her and her father by the way not to get into her character is that her father was saying burn them off because robert's forces were on the verge of taking the city right. like the battle was already won for her like this wasn't a last resort option but we'll we'll get into that makes it um, makes it almost worse is all i'm saying um yeah so I mean, well, let's stick with Jamie if we can, right? Just, just, yeah. for, just for the nonce. So old, Jamie, old Jimmy whispers. I mean, not a, not a good. <laughs> Jimmy whispers. Is that what they call him? <laughs> AKA Jimmy whispers. <laughs> like that's his. No, there's, there's a there's a bad lip reading video of Game of Thrones where it was like if Game of Thrones was an amusement park and everybody was just like a bunch of like you know frat bro tropes. Right. Yeah. Jimmy whispers is like a guy that whispered all the time. Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, so, you know, staying with him, it's like, all right, so now he has the path into the kingdom. He is mm-hmm. going to go after Cersei, uh, not to kill her, but to, to rescue her so they can live out the rest of their lives. And before we even get to that, you're on Greyjoy. Like, can I just talk about what a piece of shit that character is? Like, I was, I was thinking about this, like, straight up, where it's like, yo, there are characters who are, like, less developed and more developed, sure. But then there is just like characters who ne- like we never realized why there's anything deeper or darker or like more substantive of, of about Euron than like you know all these characters had moments whether you liked them or not like even Cersei who's a straight villain they give you enough small moments where you're like I kind of understand her you know what I mean like um, yeah. and they never did that with Euron and I've said it a hundred times but in the books and I hate to be that guy that's always like well in the books but like in the books that guy is like such a different more interesting terrifying character right. um he's like literally someone who's been all over the world he's the only man known to have gone to the old ruins of valyria he has a horn that can apparently when blown control dragons and bend them to the to his will he wants to become a god himself um like he has these big grand ambitions he's like this terrifying fucking character and then in the show he's just like we said like a horny pirate right he's a kmart jack sparrow is what i've been <laughs> he's calling got, like a grand total of 10 minutes of screen time and 80 percent of it is spent just winning 
for no reason. I mean, so they get into this like weird fight, and I guess it's the Jamie Lannister Kingslayer moment, although mm -hmm. he's not a king. Like, I know, like, they're not even married, are they? Euron and Cersei. So, like, why are you fucking whatever? Right. They get that moment. <laughs> kind of makes no sense. For a second, it just seems like that's how Jamie's going to straight go out, which I'm like, wow. Like, you want to talk about fucking fumbling on the one yard line here? Like, you literally had him, like, at the bottom of the fucking red keep like he's so close to cersei but he, he gets out of it and he ends up killing euron and then euron's like i killed jamie lannister and i'm just like he's walking away euron like <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about here but uh so he gets away and then eventually he stumbles on to cersei as cersei like everything's crumbling around kyburn's now been killed the the mountain is now too busy dealing with the hound and they're fighting mm -hmm. and beefing uh and so he finds her and then and, and, and she sees him and she's like oh i'm so happy uh, look, I love Lena Headey. I just, again, the writing is just so fucking bad here. Yeah. This was like something where my brain was at war with itself because both of them were killing it performance-wise. Like, just really beautifully done every time Lena especially is on screen. Like, she's fantastic. And seeing her break down finally um, after a season of smirking and staring out of a window um, was, really, uh, was really touching until you remember how we got there. Um, <laughs> right so you remember yeah. eddie of how this started yeah. well i was even saying like even without that it's like listen kyber and tried to like evacuate you from the city like four times you didn't want to mm -hmm. do it like it's your pride you deserve this i honestly felt that way you know yeah um but still i mean just that performance itself and i'm sitting there being like okay there's no way there's got to be more to this maybe cersei somehow gets the upper hand maybe aria is going to come in here and cersei somehow gets the better of aria like i needed there to be some like egregious like uh, meeting of the goddess moment that would force jamie to be like i gotta do this thing instead right. we get back to the crypts which are or he gets back to the, to the yeah to the crypts where they're trying to escape back to the to the sea but the passages have been blocked because of all the damage from drogon and like you know everything collapsed and then the building is literally collapsing around them and they do that thing that we've been doing all season hey remember that one thing that i said to you in a previous season i'm gonna say it back to you now when you need it and the music's gonna swell and uh that's that's our <laughs> like i don't know i just get so fucking annoyed by it because i'm just like again just waiting the whole time for them to be like all right well they they got to give jamie his moment like we cannot have seen this whole story and his entire journey and and there's some people out there who are gonna tell me like well that's isn't that isn't that even more beautiful it's forcing you to confront what your expectations were for a show that it did subvert your expectations that it was much darker than you imagined and i'm just like i think like even if jamie lannister kills cersei and he becomes the queen slayer he's still that's still a tragic fucking ending it's the two right. most honorable things he's ever done and he'll go down as a coward for the rest of all of human history like that doesn't change anything yeah no i mean like uh, and again i i I think that a lot of this is just boils down to like, I, I think that there's a version of this that could work if we had more information, but we don't like we, we barely got any scenes with them together. And the ones that we did get last season, it was uh, making it painfully clear that they were growing apart. And it got to the point where Jamie got fed up with Cersei's lack of moral uh, morality, I guess. <laughs> um, and fucking rides away. It starts snowing. Where's the snow, by the way, in King's Landing? It's been fucking sunny all season, son. Oh, wow. Uh, you so got me on that one. Yeah. Um, and then for him to just revert back to who he was, like, there's a way to make that work with point of view chapters. That's how George R. R. Martin writes. Like, you understand their inner life, what their thought process is, have more scenes with them, maybe more episodes per season. But they didn't do that. And I'm going to say that a lot in this episode. Like, there are ways to get you there. 
there are ways to even make that poignant or maybe both characters have changed and now they're together again and intersecting paths and all that but that's not what happened here it's just jamie trying to fucking be with his sister and that's who right. he was in episode one a little disappointing man i mean to say yeah. the least what a fucking understatement what a, bring bring the energy <laughs> up christian I mean, so that's their ultimate demise. And now Cersei and Jamie, and you know, they're gonna they came into this world together, they they went out together. I guess that's somehow pretty. Um, mm. but you know, whatever. Like that's it's a very unsatisfying end to that. Um, I wanna jump quickly if we can, because I just mentioned them earlier, the hound and uh the mountain. Because as you remember, like the hound and Arya, they got into the King's Roads and they're going back. It's like, I don't expect I'll be coming back. It's like me neither. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just talking to I don't know. I rewatched that scene and I was like, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one thing that we praised from the last episode and now you're just like nah well i mean because again think about it for a second well you know it's because this this episode retroactively made it weird and like not mm. effective you know what i mean so yeah. but they're on the king's roads together they're they get into the king's landing together every like and, and here's my weird thing the hound why didn't you at any point just say you don't want no part of this shit do we like i'm just wondering why because like on the king's road you're like seemingly fine yeah. with her being there you get to a checkpoint you're seemingly fine you get all yeah. the way to the fucking red keep and then you're like you should get out of here reminder geographically them traveling from winterfell all the way to king's landing is a months long on horseback journey and at no point in that journey when they're traveling together was the hound like hey um i don't want you to die you're gonna die here don't do that right no it's just it, wait till the dragon gets there it makes no fucking sense uh and the and the in that moment in itself in a fucking isolated in an echo chamber it's fine you know what i mean uh, but i think you said it like whenever yeah. Arya actually turns around it's like thanks i'm like fuck you <laughs> like get it who is this character who do you think you're talking about man jesus yeah no like his, it was a really like wonderfully acted moment on Maisie williams part um i think she's really grown as an actress throughout the course of the show and it's easy right. to overlook that because of how poorly written her character has been or how inconsistently written her character has been um but just that moment where like he grabs her and she's like crying and she looks like a little kid again for the right. first time and it's just like that that actually got to me in the moment um but then she says thanks and i was like fuck it god damn it well i got annoyed by that too and i made this point on the double toasted thing but i'm just like i hate how fucking confident aria was right before the battle of winterfell i've mm -hmm. seen the face of death i look forward to seeing this one like just yeah. being real sassy about it and like now she's facing some shit and all of a sudden yeah. the psychopath aria's been for the last two fucking seasons is like mm -hmm. nope i'm scared and i'm a little girl again and i'm like maybe that's again what do you want she's seeing the atrocities of war and i'm like this woman has seen a lot already and she's killed a lot of people i don't yeah, like she's personally assassinated people cut their faces off and warned them um so i don't yeah. know <laughs> i think we're past that point but who knows well i mean so the hound finally sees the mountain right sees his brother and it's weird this also rang weird to me because like that the mountain is not even really a, like a human anymore he is a zombie who was brought back to do literally anything cersei says but the right. mere sight of of his brother which he did in season seven by the way they had a stare down already uh like that he's like i'm gonna disobey this is it because maybe his zombie brain realizes that everything's about to go to hell so like why the fuck not just do it i don't know i'm not gonna get into it but my issue with it is and we talked about this a little bit yesterday the mountain and the hound the mountain absolutely informs the hound's character early on absolutely mm -hmm. 
Like, there's no way you can say he doesn't. Uh, but that's never been what the Hounds arc has been about. Even as early as right. season two, you already saw him softening up and showing this other side of him. It was never revenge bound. And that's what I, I used the Jamie Lannister thing. I'm like, look, the Jamie Lannister thing, at least there was like, he was the Kingslayer when we entered this. The thing he loved the most in the world was his sister. Uh, the, yeah. the thing he's most ashamed of is the title Kingslayer. How fitting would it be in the 11th hour? Uh, would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Right. But at no point was the Hound like, I dream that one day I'm going to kill my brother. Yeah. And that's all that matters like, to me. They act like Clegane Goal just, or Clegane Bowl just had to happen. And maybe it does in George R. R. Martin's books. But yeah, like you said, um, Sandor has never been like, uh, my sole purpose in this world is to kill my brother, the mountain. It's more been to just survive, like him and Arya on the road and everything. Like the whole reason he took Arya was as a bargaining chip, so he could have some money to live and fuck off somewhere, join the Golden Company, anything, get out of Westeros, get out of King Joffrey's thumb. Um, it, so for him to say to Arya, uh, "This is what my whole life has been about," is actively seeking out my brother and dying, trying to fight him, which he fully expects to die, doesn't really track with what we've seen before. Um, yeah. so that just felt like empty fan service that wasn't earned once again yeah but um, also just like consistency and again this is what i try to say like look it is fantasy so you have to follow your rules because none of it makes sense but if you if you follow your own rules then like we know what the stakes are of that so just i don't know the 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 mountain just killing kyburn that easy we've seen him just crush skulls and shit you feel like one punch from the mountain and you're you're donezo you know what i mean yeah He's fucking freak this guy's taking shots, man. He's like Stallone and Rocky. Like, you know, he's just getting his ass kicked and like nothing yeah. bad is happening to him. Gets his eyes got, you're just going to be gouged out, but then that doesn't happen either. Anyway, look, I don't want to get too much into it. What I'm saying is that like, I think it was a really unsatisfying. I love the Hound. He's one of my favorite characters. I'm glad they gave him a mostly nice moment with Arya. I just felt like mm -hmm. this was not super well earned, even though there were parts, there was a couple shots I really love. There's a shot where he takes the sword out of him and his head is covering the sun and you just see the rays peeking out. I love yeah. that Drogon's just flying in the background and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of beautiful shots in this. Just the writing kind of killed me. Now I feel bad for this director. It's the same dude who did the uh, Battle of Winterfell, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, obviously, he's doing the best he can with the script he's given. I really feel that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about that. And then Arya goes on this whole like 20 minute Spielbergian, the War of the Worlds, Wonder, and like. Right. Yeah, like once they did that Wonder, like I have really strong feelings about Wonders. Like Wonders have to have like a a narrative, a narrative purpose. purpose. Yes, thank like, you. Like, um, otherwise it's just masturbatory filmmaking sh show offy bullshit. Um, which is exactly what this was. And again, the director did a good job, but this just felt like a prolonged sequence just to show off like, oh, we've got to do something to top what we've done before. Right. Or at least to make this memorable in some way. Well, also, it um, didn't. It didn't even feel like the Battle of the Bastards oneer actually kind of worked for me. This one, yeah. one was a was a manipulated oneer. No way yeah. was this a oneer. You could see the cuts. That's the thing that Re bothered me. Rewatching season four, like they actually do a really fantastic oneer in the courtyard um, during the Battle of the Wall, um, where all of the uh, fucking thens and the wildlings are invading Castle Black and everything, and you do this like long sweeping shot, and you've got Tormund fighting. And then it cuts down to John and the ground level and Sam running. And it's just like all this fucking chaos carefully orchestrated going on. In this, it was just uh, whatever. It was fine. It was <laughs> filling time. 
Well, that's the other thing. I was sitting here just being like, all right, so I guess the crux of this is we should really say uh, Tyrion, after having let Jamie go, strikes a deal. One of the conditions is like, listen, you tell them to ring the bells. That's this, uh, like, if, this, if the war is over, the people will betray Cersei. They, they will not fight for her if they know that the war is already lost. Like, yo, just right. ring those fucking bells. So we get this whole thing, um, you know, and a lot of destruction happens, and the Unsullied are going in, and they're murdering people, and John's by his side, and the, everything's kind of going okay. Like, war is hell, ain't it? But then the bells mm-hmm. ring, because there's a whole moment. I actually liked the build-up to that moment, where there's like, yeah. ring the bell. You just hear people screaming in, in yeah. a mostly silent King's Landing now. Ring the bell. Ring the fucking bell. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And that was really good. And when the bells start ringing, you're like, oh, shit. And I was really excited, because I'm like, there's like 45 more minutes of this. Like, now yeah. we might we like, we like might just get like some politics back. Like, we got to <laughs> have, like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got really excited for a second. Right. And then, again, Amelia Clark doing the best she can, but this is not her best moment. I want to throw that out here because I know what they're trying to do. Oh, they're trying she to show on her, her angry, crazy face. They're trying to show her the emotions from going from, like, holy shit, I've won. Like, the thing mm-hmm. that I've wanted to, uh, to obtain my entire life, I now have. Um, that's not good enough. I'm thinking about all the things I've lost on the way over to this moment, and now I'm angry and I'm just going to kill everybody. And I, that yeah. did not work. I did not get the full range of emotions is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Uh, but whatever, she's trying her best, and then she just starts burning fucking everything. Um, couple, couple things I want to talk about here: John and Grey Worm, respectively. Mm, John's okay. freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, but again, <laughs> he had he had advanced warning. He had all the signs. You know what I mean? A lot like, of, yeah. Do you think if he would have banged his aunt in that last scene, or in the first couple right. of scenes, or whatever, he could have avoided all of this? He just needed. Is some this all his now. fault? Yeah, <laughs> you got to take one for the was team. That, was that was that the last straw for her sanity? Right, right. Because again, she's a Targaryen. She's like, this shit's normal, you know. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, you're a freak. <laughs> so, so I think I mean, she just starts burning shit. Whatever. John is is freaked out and rightfully so, and he's struggling with that honor of of purpose and uh, and loyalty to the thing that he has sworn to. He's so um, dumb. Well, sure, but but also he he realizes that's fucked up. He kills some of her men. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. He stops some rapes. He stops some murders. Well, but he then says, he says, hey, no, don't charge at them. But then they do anyway. They do anyway. But juxtapose that with Grey Worm, who, like, I've always loved Grey Worm, and I always felt like he was also kind of driven by a sense of purpose. And I know that he lost Masande, who may be the only thing he's given a shit about. But the purpose was still Danny's. Well, I guess that will explain it. But still, it's just like, bro, you're an Unsullied. Your entire origin story is that you saw, what, is it one out of every five Unsullied kids actually die because they can't make it through the rigorous training? You've seen not only slavery, which is fucking horrific, you've seen just the worst of human brutality, period. And then when the war is won, something that he knew, it's not like, you know, some of the soldiers didn't know, he knew, uh, he continues to just do all that shit, and it felt really out of left field for that character too, man. I'll only mildly defend that just to say that you could argue that Grey Worm is probably very emotionally stunted or that, uh, you know, like he, he never had emotional development the way normal people do. And for the first time in his life, he has this kind of normal adult relationship and that person ends up getting taken from him. And that's like his only tether to humanity, like just as he's beginning to develop as a person. Right. That's taken from him in a brutal way. And he sees the people that took it from him in front of him. Um, so like that wound is very fresh on that level. I could kind of understand it, but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. But he's also kind of a non-character because, uh, Dave and Dan never really put the time in to develop him past Masande and Daenerys. 
Right. Yeah, I, I, it's still just kind of fucked with me because I felt like, yeah, he was underdeveloped as a character, but what we did know about him was that he, like, despite this horrific thing, he didn't want to be a part of that. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And, and like, even Danny, don't be... Vera said it, I think, two episodes ago or three episodes ago. Don't be the very thing you're fighting to extinguish. You know what I mean? And, like, now everyone's just fully... Uh, they've all broke bad, And uh, if I can steal <laughs> from a much better show. Um, and so, yeah, I just... I, I didn't really like that. I mean, so now, where are we in this show? Also, can I just talk shit about one weird thing? Arya's uh, fucking, like, uh, horse lift. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, do, do you think that was, like, a whole Death Rides a Pale Horse uh, metaphor or something? A, a very poorly executed one, yeah. Absolutely, man. Like, Even though I, she's just given up on the death part of her character or something? I don't really know what was happening there. Yeah, the horse just shows up and is like, hey, uh, your Uber's here. Yeah. I um, just, you want to... Fucking your Hoo- love Hooper. It. Um, <laughs> Hooper. I don't know if you want to talk about Daenerys, um, because I, I sent this to you, but like this episode really, because now we're in the end game now, I'm so right. sorry. Um, but like this episode really gets you thinking about like the track that got us here and like everything that's happened in the past couple of seasons. Um, Daener- Daenerys' whole thing with torching people or whatever um, obviously could have been avoided. Uh, this whole war could have been avoided. The whole thing with the White Walkers could have been avoided. I assume because they had no way to take down the wall. If Daenerys had from the jump just flown her three dragons to the fucking Red Keep, burned it down, killed or taken Cersei prisoner, and killed literally no innocent people. But for some reason, from the start of season seven, all of her war advisors are saying, like, well, you know, you're going to have to kill a lot of people to take King's Landing. But, like, geographically, not true, right? Like, she could just yeah, I never realized there. How, how isolated, like, the Red Keep is from the rest yeah. of King's Landing. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like we're looking an ocean. Like, you could literally yeah. bulldoze it and not fuck with any of the other <laughs> part of King's Landing. So, like, if, if she does that, she takes King's Landing. The White Walkers have no way to get over the wall. The North is safe. Everybody's fine. And she gets to sit on the Iron Throne. Shorter show, better Shorter show. show, better Maybe. show. Yeah, be- better show because it'd be over. <laughs> I actually pitched an alternative ending, which is like you wouldn't get any resolution. But I just kind of wish season six finale was it. You know, Cersei blows up the the, the sept. She wins. Yeah. Empire strikes that's, back. That's <laughs> another thing. Isn't it weird to you that there were literally no political consequences for Cersei blowing up the sept of Baylor, killing arguably the most beloved woman in all of Westeros? Um, along with her father and a bunch of other wealthy elites and a bunch of innocent people. Well, but but who? Well, the the Martells and the uh, the Tyrells they they all did. They were all conspiring against her in the beginning of season seven, right? So they I, were. But in terms of like the people of King's Landing, like there's no because like they they were making it sound like the people were on the edge of a revolt. Like the Faith Militant were getting people riled up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cersei had like done the Walk of Shame and had shit thrown at her and everything. And it's like, then she goes and blows up the Sept of Baelor, kills off the leader of the Faith Militant, and nobody has any feelings well, about that? Bro, I, that's, that's the, that's the, that's, uh, it's Fat Boy and Little, uh, wait, wait, Fat Man and Little Boy, you know what I'm talking about? Is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. Like, oh, you're talking about the two nukes? Yes, dude, because it's like, like, that was, that was a deterrent. That wasn't a fuck, mm-hmm. like, that wasn't the end, it was just like, yo, don't fuck with us, okay, because we have the nukes. I think once she did that, it was like, over, although, like, the people won't know, but she played her hand. Right, this is a wildfire, right? She used all of it to blow up the sept. So, but I'm just saying that, like, it was such a shocking, jarring thing that they're like, okay, well, you know, better to live on your knees than to die on your feet, as they say. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, sure. Like, but it would have been nice if we got some like ground level, like, oh, this is what's going on in the streets of King's Landing, like we did in the earlier seasons, where you kind of check the temperature or how people are feeling. Right. Um, we kind of stopped caring about the little men or the little people in the show uh, a few seasons ago. I noticed. Well, I also thought it was it was by plot device, not in a bad way, but just like Arya was hiding amongst poorer people. Gendry was someone we were following. Like, we had more of a reason to hear from the more common person. You know what sure. I'm saying? So like, yeah, they just abandoned that completely. Like, once you stop hanging out with people, you know, that's like a, your 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 echo echo chamber becomes sealed. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, the Danny thing is just like you're right. Like, that's a that's a giant inconsistency because like we could have ended the show much quicker. Um, mm-hmm. It it again, it just doesn't feel earned in any way. The idea that she would have snapped. But if we wanna if we wanna just say okay, it's earned. Uh, it's much more fucked up than what her dad did. Her dad like literally uh, didn't want to get his head cut off and you know so he was just like right. burn everything i mean it's fucked up but it's like the scorched earth thing we've seen that happen in history this right. is this is like yo no one was putting up a fight now you're just slaughtering people you're the very yeah. thing you want to become in the beginning uh actively innocent me. people like actively slaughtering and targeting innocent civilians not not the army and and like the show didn't even set up a scenario where it's like she had to do that to get to cersei somehow or like there was no other option or like I saw somebody on the internet floated the idea of like, what if they hid scorpions or something in different houses um, in King's Landing and she couldn't find them or couldn't see them. So she had to start torching houses or something like anything just so that uh, this would track as anything but murder, mass, mass, mass murder. I don't know. I, I, I... No, no, I'm sorry, because I, I want to give you more. It's just like I'm sitting here thinking, like, this show has fried my brain. Like, it just really yeah. has. Like, I just – I can't defend any of the logical inconsistencies of it. And I was really right. – I told you last week I learned to stop uh, worrying and love the bomb, so to speak. And I, I did for plot. I just really just did not think they were going to fuck up so many character moments and just do yeah. just big large This episode jumps. took it to another <laughs> level. I, I didn't think it would get this bad. Um, right. but And it, it really is a question of, like, it's not so much the bullet-pointed this is what happens that I have a problem with. It's that they laid no groundwork to get us there. Sure. Um, and, you, and I've heard a lot of people arguing, like, for Daenerys's sake, um, well, we've seen her burn the Masters of Marine, and we've seen her... Um, or the slave traders, and we've seen her crucify the masters. Of well, I said all of that. Yeah, I made that point too, yeah. where I'm like, yeah, but it was all like in terms of writing a, a wrong. Like these people yeah. had atrocities, but, and at least it was advancing that idea of who she was as a character. Right. Those were all people in power, right? And, and it's like throughout the show, you've shown scene after scene after scene of her being a champion um, of of the weak and the, you the know, breaker downtrodden, of chains, dude. That's the all you breaker need to know. of chains. <laughs> Um, you know, like she, she uh, belabored over how to take cities by, you know, and not kill the slaves inside. Um, and now she's torturing or torturing, torching innocent civilians, um, right. men, women, and children. Uh, yeah, like again, like you need to find some way to get us there past, oh, she, she lost her friend zone and Masande and a couple of her dragons and now she's got nothing left to lose because the people don't love her people right. in king's landing don't know her they don't know john either like <laughs> she, she she could fucking fly in there take cersei be like hey um let's have a rap sesh we'll have a little q a get to know me right, let's do a town daenerys have a whole episode of that right just <laughs> and, answering uh, questions a 90-minute finale i'm your new queen <laughs> what's your policy on tariffs uh, do, do you know what tariffs are 
No, but I want to know your policy. Tort reform. <laughs> Tort reform. I would watch it. I, 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 God damn I it. I love that they that's were... our go-to, like... <laughs> Boring episode i think two of this podcast we were going after tort reform yeah no, um, I, i'm sitting here legit being like i wish they had the fucking balls to do it man just give me 90 minutes of that shit just them right. talking like infighting and i don't know but so my point is this i i honestly have no idea what's going to happen next week except that you know in theory danny has to die right yeah I, i'm guessing john's gonna kill her and it'll be the whole Azora High thing because Azora High originally he had to uh, stab his wife in the heart and her soul became uh, imbued in the power of the sword um, which he had drawn from the flames and then he became Azora High and the keeper of the peace and the person who fought back the darkness or whatever. So I, must, I assume he's going to have to stab her in the heart and he'll metaphorically be the savior or something. Um, I don't know how they're going to deal with Drogon or Dragon. Um, well, he's he's a dragon guy too, you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. Maybe yeah. Drogon will be like, "Oh, you're also a dragon guy. Let's hang out." Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it'd be it would actually be. I would almost be like okay with it if she just like killed everybody, and then the rest of the episode was just her having paranoid hallucinations in a burning King's Landing. Um, at least the show would like, be committing. No, it becomes like fucking King Lear. Like she's haunted by the fucking like yeah. ghost of all the people she's because fucked up. Like, did you watch the previously on um for this episode? No, I didn't. I came on late. Oh yeah, it, it was like very clearly setting her up to like be going crazy because like it's showing like the previously on for everybody oh, else. Oh yeah, and actually, it did. Yeah. And it's got like all these different uh, voices Voiceovers. swirling around about like how you take Harry and flip a coin and oh the mad king and everything is just like cutting to her face looking upset and it goes hbo um so yeah like we could just have a whole episode of that jesus fucking christ fucking show (laughs) so like like, let's talk about the real reason that they fucking went down this road with daenerys um they went down this road so they built up cersei and euron to be way more threatening than they actually were because the scorpions in the previous episode were unstoppable now she took them out in less than a minute um, and they're positioning her to be as monstrous as possible so that there's no gray area when, they, when the show um, chooses John or someone else to be the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Right. Um, that's why they're doing this. They're making this big flip. If they had set this up over the course of a few seasons uh, where she descends into madness, she starts to become more erratic, fine. That would be way more interesting, but they didn't do that. And now we're stuck with a situation where uh, the writers clearly just seem bored with the show that they're writing well and, um, th- and this is the point i wanted to get into before we end which is just to say that i've been getting into a lot of fucking fights i know i shouldn't but people being like you know you should really blame you should blame george martin for not finishing and i'm sitting here being like no no no. What, so what you're saying is that we got to be mad at the guy who made such an intricately like amazingly fucking plotted uh and lived in world that even hack writers and i'm sorry to say that about dan and and dave but like let's be real like mm-hmm. the proof is in the pudding since they've been off off the roadmap like they have not made good decisions with the exception of the cersei blowing up the sep thing that was pretty metal yeah. um but like yeah they, they they don't have that track record and you're saying that even hack writers could make arguably the best four season run of a tv show like what the fuck are you talking about? And the people are coming at him and I'm just like, he doesn't owe you anything. Like when this isn't like, Oh, he made some history. I'm talking, you could take 
like two years of college of Westerosi history, yeah. you probably still wouldn't get all of the story. Because yeah. like, I, I know you started looking into, and I bring it up a lot, the wiki of ice and fire. If it's you, incredible. you haven't looked at it, yeah. like you just, you can look up any random small house and see an entire history that's been laid out for centuries um, that this guy has fucking made up, conjured out of thin air. Um, so yeah, even if we get not another book from him, um, I'm more than grateful that he gave us what he did um, because holy shit. Rumor on the street as he's finished with the, the next one and he has been finished for a year. He just wasn't yeah. going to release. So I can't um, wait. I hope that the day after he's like, surprise, motherfucker. Like, and he yeah, drops that, that book. <laughs> <laughs> Let the healing begin. Um, yeah, that was a rumor that was, um, it recently came out from a Q&A with the guy who uh, played uh, Barristan Selmy. Um, oh, apparently nice. heard through the grapevine that George R. R. Martin had struck a deal with Dan and Dave. I don't know why he would have that he wasn't going to release the next two books until they were done with the show, but he has both of them ready. Oh, sure. um, I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll I think that's wishful thinking probably, yeah, but I think he at least like has sure. the next one done, right? Was the winds winter? Is that where we're at? Yeah. When's okay. the winter dream is a dream of spring. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, look, all I'm saying is like, we have one final episode again. I'm not trying to be the guy who's like, you know, the destination isn't the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like the journey mm -hmm. is the journey. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, God damn it. This fucking show. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm so glad it's over next week. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, what would you rate this episode out of 10? Uh, like a four, if I'm being really generous, like, yeah, it's not yeah. great. I think that's fair. I'll give it a four. I right. Guess. I mean, it's, Again, it's almost some, impossible some really, to rate it. Yeah. Some really solid filmmaking at times. Um, and great, great acting yeah. for the most part all around. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's fucking it's a, it's a goddamn shit. You know, show. when we started this website and podcast, I didn't want it to contribute to my depression, but goddamn, <laughs> like every week. <laughs> well, here's my last question, and I'll 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 leave you with this, and then you can do final thoughts. Um. You mentioned to me yesterday, like, I've never, you said, I've never been one to say that, like, oh, this ruins the rest of something for me, but this might be an exception to that rule. Do you feel now, like, this final season is ruining the previous ones that you enjoyed? It doesn't ruin the experience, certainly. Like, I'll, I'll never, you know, think that, oh, my, my enjoyment of those first four seasons, we just rewatched these fucking things. Like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. they're amazing. But it, it does change for me because it's like, you know, like Lost has a controversial ending and The Sopranos has a controversial ending, but all of those at least feel earned. Like you could say it's controversial because it didn't give you what you wanted, but they were earned. Okay. This isn't earned. Everything that's happened yeah. here feels purely fucking like we just got to wrap it up. I want to go do Star Wars trilogy. I want to go make mm -hmm. my Confederate slave show. Yeah, they, because HBO was going to give them 10 episodes to finish this final season. They said no. Well, they were, HBO said, give me 10 seasons before they struck the fact that it was going to be eight seasons and a reduced episode count. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sitting here just being like, yeah, this is clearly on them. They wanted to rush it. And maybe they felt that they didn't have any more story to tell, but that's not true. Like they clearly could have. And even like season five and season six some people are fucking idiots they say season five is the worst what i'm saying is that season five certainly has its problems but that 10 episodes still allowed things to breathe naturally that yeah. sixth season allowed time to move naturally the truncated nature does not work for this type of show and so yeah i don't know i mean we'll see how it ends i really hope that there's some kind of 11th hour just give me like two character moments but now all the characters i like are gone so it's like you know, I, I don't have any hope for any of this shit. And uh, in an hour and 20 minutes, I, I have to expect it's going to somehow save the legacy of the show. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see how I feel about it. You know, I need to marinate. I was very, like, butthurt yesterday. So Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck either way. Um, you know, so there's no hope left. Uh, 
we're all doomed. We've wasted maybe uh, years of our lives on this show. But uh, hey, first four were still good. You know, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the show ended end of season four. That kind of wrapped up most of the plots we cared cared about anyway, right? right. Like uh, you know, Tyrion and his dad and uh, Joffrey died and war was mostly over war of the five kings so yeah like let's just think of season four as the finale for the whole series and then the rest of it is just some bonus features right on the dvd it's an extended epilogue you're like is this epilogue ever gonna fucking end like jesus christ it's longer than red dead 2 shit jesus Um, christ yeah but anyways, yeah, uh, I, I will give this like a three or four out of ten. I'm going to give it a three out of ten. Fuck it. I, I don't even feel generous. Yeah, um, you have to keep the trend of you going one point lower than me on pretty much I every do. episode. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> With that, man, look, well, I mean, we'll be back. We, we, we have to. and we bit, we bit off of this fucking endeavor, and we got to continue down this path that we've done. But, yeah, we'll be back next week to do the final episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And we're going to find out the conclusion of this song of Ice and Fire. Um, which John's been- going to kill Danny, and then somebody's going to go back up to Winterfell. Uh, my last thing, if the, can I just tell you, if this fucking ends and it's like it pulls out of like a snow globe of Westeros, and it's Sam as an eighty-year-old man, and he's just like, and that was a song of ice and fire. I will literally fucking find <laughs> Dan and Dave, and I will murder. I don't care. I'll do twenty-five years to prove a point, Max, because that's egregious. <laughs> I have a feeling it is going to end with some version of Sam, like, writing, like, damn it, song of ice and fire, and he closes the book, and, like, his, you know, girlfriend, wildling girlfriend's there, wife or whatever, and he has, like, five little Sams running around, <laughs> and he's like, are you coming to bed, dear? He's like, in just a minute, closes <laughs> the book, and then just ends with, created by Dan and Dave. The only thing, <laughs> written by Dan and Dave, they don't have other name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope not. All right, man. With that being said, uh, this has been Movies and Shit. We'll be back next week with the final episode of Game of Thrones.